I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Wow! What do you know? A Utini Podcast Network production. Dad! Episode 160, How to Get Back into Reading. Jedi business, go back to your drinks. On this episode, welcome new Utini Patreons. That's good news. New Star Wars Legend books are announced. Impossible to see the future is. And the Utini crew talks about how to get back into the habit of reading. Scrabble Cub Bots Cars Parallel Motor. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast, all about Star Wars books and just how freaking good they are. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all about how it can be hard to get in the habit of reading now and then, and that's okay, is the full cast of characters, including the now- we're pretty sure, board certified Dr. Corey Halton. What's up, man? You like that? That's the uh, it's the double punch. I like to say my trademark dance move. Um, look good. Look good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have passed my boards. I said last time that uh, if I failed, you would not hear about it on the show. So I figured I should probably say that I passed, <laughs> which means I am now a board certified family doctor. I've done with all the tests at least for ten years. Hey, come good. on! You're not going to be a doctor in ten years. Let's be real. That's probably that's probably in, true. In way at more least for stuff. ten years, you have to take it again in ten years. Yes, you have to take a board exam every ten years. That is correct. Because medicine changes, Yuck. and they're like, "Never mind, we were so wrong. You can't put mercury in people that's right. anymore." That's right. <laughs> oh, is that the sound of another board certified Doctor Charles Hankel? I hear. <laughs> I enjoyed that joke far too much. Apparently, uh, yeah, yeah. I also got the the preliminary, albeit uh, message that I passed, so that's good. Uh, but more importantly, the Miami Heat are up 3-1 against the Atlanta Hawks in round yeah, one of baby. the Eastern conference playoffs. So um, I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Uh, and I want to talk about why I should be spending some of that time up and watching basketball reading Star Wars books. I appreciate your, uh, your dedication to reading. I also do appreciate your dedication to the Heat. There's a few things that feel better than your team doing well in the playoffs. It's true. But you know what does feel better than that? Looking into the eyes of Wes Jenkins on a weekly basis. What's up, dude? Hey, everybody. I am pooped. Um, I had a long <laughs> weekend. A Very long weekend. Um, on Started on last Thursday. We did a wild game cook-off in, uh, down here in Cypress, Texas. And it was not just wild game. It was six different categories. So we did seafood and brisket and ribs and pork and wild game. Holy and smokes. Uh, my gosh. Yeah, it was exactly Corey smokes is correct. <laughs> hey! and, uh, I was on my feet all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, but we took home, uh, we took home some trophies. So nice. It was our first big, like our first big thing? win. Didn't win the whole thing. Came in third overall. Third wow, overall. That's amazing, that's dude. Yeah. Out of like, out of like over 60, at a 60 Holy cook, so Holy smokes. Oh my what, god. What, yeah. what was the wild game you cooked? What was like the weirdest thing? Was it human we cooked, meat? Well, we cooked uh <laughs> antelope. <laughs> oh, better, better. It's wild game. But um nobody wants to judge wild game because you don't know what it is and they don't tell you what it is. So they're always like whenever you turn in your meat, they're like, "Hey, come and sit down and judge wild game." And then people are just like, "Uh 
<laughs> I don't think so. And so uh, we, there were five of us on the same team that went into the tent to see if we could find or we see if we get our uh, meat, but we did not because mm. we were going to give it straight all tens and then get everybody else zeros. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. One way to do it. <laughs> yeah, they figured that out. So, yeah, I'm pooped, but I'm glad to be back in uh, with electronics and air conditioning and you know <laughs> out of the sun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're happy to have you back. We're happy to have all of you here watching live and listening later. No matter how you're taking in our show, we love you. We hope you're having a good week. Um, if you're watching us, of course, on YouTube, always remember to hit that like button. And always remember to subscribe to the channel to make sure you get all this sweet, sweet content. And if you're listening on a podcast platform and you haven't rated us yet, go ahead and do it. What does it hurt? If it's five stars, great. If it's not, lie. Good five stars anyway. Make those chumps listen to us. Joke's on them. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about. First of all, I didn't plan on this, but I did receive uh, what I'm wearing right now, if you're on our video, is my Star Wars Celebration shirt. It's not sponsored in any way. I just thought the design was cool. And, yo, look how rad this shirt looks. I'm going to stand up. Look at this. Yeah, it's sick. If this is the artwork yeah. you... here, that looks really yeah. sick. It looks awesome. That's it's awesome, a signature dude. artwork. And, guys, this is a comfy shirt. It actually is yeah. very breathable. I'm happy oh, to wear some it quality on celebration. It. How long yeah, is the, the torso, though? though? Asking for Corey. <laughs> it's, the tor- Honestly, Corey aside, I will see how long that torso is. Oh, my God. This is, it is a form-fitted shirt. Uh, I'm currently wearing a small. It feels nice. It is also, though, long. So if you're a person that, like, likes the shirts to be a little better fitted it's also perfectly long it's actually very very solidly made not a sponsor just a heads up if you're thinking about buying a celebration shirt <laughs> well, you should not sponsored by celebration, <laughs> by celebration you that, Eric. <laughs> also also this guy came in which is our uh anaheim celebration 2022 pin oh, nice which i like a lot Are i got the 2020 pin, pin i am a huge pin guy uh i'm not a pin trader though although i've never been to celebration before so if anyone uh, one of y'all are pin traders and you come up and see me, I'll probably go into that because um, I need another hobby of Star Wars merchandise. That's my problem. I don't are buy any of those Star uh, Wars things. Yeah, that's totally true. Are any of those uh, Are any of those shirts left? Can you still buy them? Or are they all sold out? Yeah, I think they're still in the <clears> Celebration <throat> store. I haven't checked recently, but you should be I really able to think buy that them. I, the shipping was I really, easy. I really think that I bought one, but I haven't gotten it yet. And basically everybody else I've seen has gotten there. So me I'm too. Like, I almost wondered, like, maybe I didn't actually buy it. I need to go check my email and see if there's a receipt or something in there. So yeah. you bought it on the first day they, that they came on sale, Eric. Yeah, the pre-orders because yes no? you got the, yeah because okay. if you got the tickets, you got access earlier. So um, I bought the like oh, the no, three-quarter sleeve right one. Now. They're sold out. Oh, the, the, yep. Well, the the store, the Star Wars Celebration store, live as of April twenty fifth. Uh, there's no oh, products in yeah. the collection right now, so I think you might, if you haven't pre-ordered yet, you might just have to get them at Celebration. That's fine. Do it there. Do it there. Anyway, that being said, I'm very happy about it, and I'm going to be wearing the shirt one of these days at Celebration. Maybe it's going to be on Saturday during our panel. It won't be. I have a different shirt, but that's a segue to say, remember, our panel's going to be on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Uh, we have the event, I think. No, the event is later on that night, so Saturday is your Eugenie day. 10.30 a.m. is our panel, and <clears throat> at night at 6, 6 p.m. is our party, the Celebration. So make sure you get that in your mind. Saturday is Eugenie night. Very excited. Another thing you can get excited about for you teeny company-wide is Kenobi Week. This is our cross-show podcast event starting super event. on super, super event. event, thank you, starting on May 16th on Monday with our show, which will be a Kenobi character spotlight in canon, going through Obi-Wan's kind of life as we have it in current canon continuity. Wednesday on the Cosmic Force, which will be the 18th. 
They will be going over the Obi-Wan comic from the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which you can pick up with an affiliate link in the doobly-doo description down below. Thursday on Legends Look Back, they'll be doing a roundtable of Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, one of our favorites. Um, if you haven't read that book yet, you definitely should. Pick it up on audiobook. You can use our affiliate link on Audible if you want, or pick up the Essential Legends Collection version that just dropped. Friday, I believe we're going to try to have something on Utini Game Nights involving Obi-Wan. Still TBD, which game that was, because I was very sad that Star Wars Obi-Wan on the original Xbox can't be played literally anywhere. It's not possible. That game rocked. Saturday, this is a big event. I'm almost there. Saturday, May 21st, on Star Wars Archives, there will be an episode called The Ben Years, uh, with Jose and Trevor going a deep dive down with some of Kenobi's past. And there will be more surprises, bonuses, all kinds of Kenobi content that whole week. Now, as we said, in that, what can you do to prepare for all that? You could pick up Kenobi by John Jackson Miller, do a reread, do your first read, or get an unabridged audiobook performed at audible.com com or utd.com slash audible or you can pick up from the journals of obi-wan kenobi for the comic on wednesday for the cosmic force with the affiliate link in the description y'all excited for kenobi week charles is that going to be a good time for you you think um, maybe my entire life's been leading up to it and i i understand everyone's <laughs> everyone's has because you know it's it's something in the future of all our lives but i'm really really excited i'm going to try i always do my best to tune into all the shows but i'm going to try my best to to really celebrate that week, we're going to see. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's right before celebrations when we're doing that. That's going to be a, uh, it's going to be an exciting time in, uh, in yeah. Star Wars history. We're going to get a get a new new TV show while we're at celebration. It's going to be crazy. Oh God. It, it's going to be uh, it's going to be all we can talk about. I feel like so that's going to be nuts. Yeah, very excited for it. And if you missed it today, there were a couple new film stills that came out. We're not going to talk about them in detail because if we covered every single piece of film media that came out, we would never do another show. But Obi-Wan did have some stills that came out, and if you think that Kenobi's current outfit looks like Bail Organa's Revenge of the Sith, that's what you can think. Maybe that's just what they're doing. Maybe he's inspired by a style icon like Bail Organa. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying that, blue. but if you think that, he looks, he looks very good in blue. And uh, to all our Noodle fans in the Discord, there's some Noodles love on that. That's all I'll say about that. Stay tuned. May 16th for Kenobi Week kickoff all across the UTD Network. We want to give a special thank you to our patrons over at utini.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash utini. We got a couple new patrons. We want to say thank you to Ziggy and Gervhopper. I think I said that right. There's no vowels in your username, but I put some in there. Uh, who both became monthly patrons this past week. We hope you're enjoying the Revenge of the Sith commentary that we all got together and did recently. And we hope that you all enjoyed the Utini Network multiverse event that's coming at the next goal. And as always, if you want to get some extra content or even say hey, this is what I want to do. Head over to utn.com slash Patreon or contact Timothy in Discord, Mr. Guthrie, our Patreon manager, uh, with some requests of stuff you'd like to see. All right, y'all. We got a couple of announcements this week from the great, great world of Star Wars, including a confirmation of something that we thought was going to happen, but now we know exactly that it's true. The fourth wave of the Essential Legends collection. Remember, the third one just came out. But the fourth wave got officially announced, and we have pictures of the covers here. Fellas, look at these. Charles, tell the fine folks what three books are coming for way four. Yeah, so we've got uh, The Kratos Trap, which is book three of the X-Wing series. It's following up on the last two that were part of prior waves. We have Darth Maul Shadow Hunter, which I believe is one of uh, Jared over at Legends Lookback's 
favorites. Mm-hmm. And we have Death Troopers. That's right. The zombie <laughs> horror novel Death Troopers. The essential the horror essential. novel Death Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, that, I got to say, it's a fun book, guys. I've only read that out of these three. I haven't, I haven't gone to the X-Wing series. I'm very excited to read Shadowhunter. I've heard amazing things from Jared and others. Death Troopers is a lot of fun. And I got to say, I wonder if it's in this collection purely so they could make that cover. Because it's a cool-looking cover. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, Kreider's Trap, like, uh, historically, has got some of the best. It's, it's considered if either the best or one of the best, like, X-Wing books, like, of the entire series. I'm a little behind. I read the first one, um, and uh, but I haven't read the second one. I listened to the Wedges first one Campbell. on audiobook. Yep, I haven't Wedges Campbell to a... is up there, too, man. Two and three, is I it? think, are the best of, like, the original run which is which is like the first four so sick mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna have to dive into those um i've weirdly enough this is something jared and i have talked about before it's pretty funny i've never read that mall book it's like one of the few legends books that i've yeah, never like read that. i don't know why i've never read it it's historically one of the better legends books i've just never gotten around to reading it um but we did do we did a uh what a halloween episode a couple years ago i guess yeah, uh, where with, we, where we read death troopers we read yeah. death troopers right and it was like I, I i gotta say i'm a little surprised to see it in the essential collection like <laughs> it's a it's a it's a weird kind of campy book like i i don't yeah. think i would i would you know if i was if i were making a list of the first you know 20 books i guess i'm not sure what number of book we're on with these essential legends mm-hmm. collections if i'm making a list of, of like these are the first 20 legends books i i guarantee you i'm gonna put money on they're gonna print i don't think <laughs> i would have put it in that in that 20 like happy Probably to see not. it happy to see it. it's a weird fun book but i'm kind of surprised that it's uh it got the stamp of Essential Legends approval, you know what I mean? It makes you wonder what's coming next. Like, is is Wave oh, 4 yeah. going to have Ruins of Dantooine in there? I, I don't know. We'll <laughs> oh, see. God, please. Oh, Amazing. man. So, Hi, Jedi. Hi, Jedi. Me if I'm wrong. Be, uh, yeah. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the original Legends banner books for... Um, for the Rogue Squadron series, did they number the books off to let you know mm. which book it was? Or no? Nope. Nope. I don't know that... I don't know that any Legends books have ever done that, where they've said... See, that's that's super cool for people who are just starting out, so they don't grab yes. you know, the Kratos yeah. trap, and they're like, what the hell is going exactly. on here? Exactly. It, it, it ended really well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did yeah, really so well on, on telling you, like, book three of the Rogue Squadron collection. And I gotta say, mm-hmm. all these three covers, I think this might be the most varied collection we talked about that when, when we had our essential legends collection episode a couple weeks back on how we really like the variety of art styles and with this one i really love how the cryo strap is like that striking green yep. shadow hunter just has the full mall silhouette and then death troopers obviously is just a, a horror zombie show of stormtroopers yeah, like, sure. it's a really fun it's a really fun batch here i really yeah. like the yeah it really the visual is. styles it really here. is and this is uh this is really motivating me to pick these pick these up again, um, especially this Darth Maul book. I'm I'm gonna read freaking Shadow Hunter or listen to it. I yes. guess they're doing audiobooks of all these now too, right? All like, these that's ones. The yep. I think all three of them get them too, right? Nice. Yep. Really no bridges. Sick. It's really sick. Very excited. Uh, Justin, you you shut your mouth about Splinters of the Mind's Eye Essential Legends Collection. That being said, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it because they're like it's the first one. I can see Let's it too. It's right <laughs> <laughs> well we'll keep you posted it's got on its that. own pedestal for everybody My to see goodness <laughs> luckily all that being said uh those books are all out for pre-order right now go to the utd new release calendar or at utd.com you can pre-order those now i believe they're coming later this year i didn't write the date down i believe it's august or september so keep your eyes open 
Next up, we got a piece of news that a lot of folks got very excited about, myself included, because the new Star Wars video game is coming, y'all. When's it coming? Not important. Because... We never know with these things. Who knows if it'll exist? <laughs> if it comes, but, is the we question. can be honest. <laughs> yeah. But a new Star Wars game coming from Skydance uh, that's being co-created by Amy Hennig, who co-created the Uncharted games, ever heard of them, uh, is making a Star Wars game, which is especially great because Amy was working on a Star Wars game before EA got the license for Star Wars and the Disney, like all that stuff happened. There was a Star Wars game in development by this studio that even had concept art that had like a concept little trailer at E3 years yep, ago of a guy walking that. out of a cantina. It looked really cool. No idea if this is the same thing, but I love that she's getting another crack at the Star Wars license and that the studio that she runs is behind it because it sounds like there's a lot of cool creatives behind like Uncharted and those kind of games. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that that happens in game development, modern game development, that they can be like <laughs> yeah. neck deep in, in building a game and then suddenly they're, it's not being made anymore? That's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah. You, know, like, you, oh, just go, you just go to work one day and, like, you know, after you've been working on a Star Wars game for like a year, you go to work one day and you're like, hey, this giant multi billion dollar franchise has pulled the rug out from under us. I guess we're not making this anymore. It's just crazy that that even happened. So I don't know. I kind of have. Uh, yeah. I love the Uncharted games. Uncharted Four is is probably one of my is probably in my top three games, literally of all time. Um, it is such an wow. utterly amazing experience. Literally one of the best story driven games ever made, bar none. Seriously, mm. um, really really fun game. Really excited to get anybody worked on those games in a Star Wars game. That means rich storytelling is what I hope that means. So, yes. you know that's gonna be really fun. Um, you know, we I saw some comments in uh, either our Slack or in Discord or somewhere. People were talking about how this is always a little risky with the uh, like this weird cycle you get with game development, right? Because mm -hmm. if you announce it too early, like you run the risk of people like getting burnt out because something doesn't happen yeah. or doesn't get made or it's too early in the production cycle. But if you announce it too late, you run the risk of like all these leaks and everybody already knowing everything and then being disappointed by the news. So it's this perfect balance of like uh when you're gonna announce a game but i can't help but wonder if it's not too early <laughs> we, yeah, don't literally, we literally don't know fall, anything like, remember when fallout 4 got announced in like march and it came out in april or came out in november like that's yeah. the only time i feel like a game ever nailed that where they're like here's a trailer it's coming in fall and it did i know but nowadays also, psych this is gameplay <laughs> here you go it's like what the heck like how did they keep it in the wraps yeah i don't know yeah i don't know between this yeah. game and the other star wars game that we that they announced mm. maybe a little prematurely uh i don't know we'll see if these ever come to fruition i'm i'm afraid to have hope for star wars video games to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> jacob said it in the chat rip 1313 13. like i'm never uh, gonna forget it i'm never yeah. gonna forget it all right I'm we'll scarred. see what happens when we get here i think that Hopefully, this means that it's a good studio. Good folks are working on it. They have time. Like, don't give me any dates. Don't give me anything until it's ready. I think Jedi Fallen Order 2 is probably going to be coming around celebration as far as an yeah, official sure announcement announce goes. That. That, yeah, so that'll be exciting. But, of course, as there are more updates about that, we will let you all know. One thing that we did get, though, this week that is happening, that is coming out because it's literally next to me, Star Wars Brotherhood got a new excerpt over in Gizmodo. And what was so great about this is that it reunited us as an audience with a dear old friend. Not Obi-Wan. Not Anakin. Dexter Jetster. This man is in the book. <laughs> Obi-Wan. Uh, was a lot of fun. <laughs> that, that is peak what male form. What do you know? What do you know? <laughs> and if you weren't, I mean, I know people are so 
room ridiculously hyped for this book for a number of reasons, but I feel like there's a weird amount of prequel love for Dexter Jetster. You know? <laughs> it depends on how when good I, your manners are, how big your When I first saw him, <laughs> he seemed he seemed like on the fringe of being a bad guy. Yeah. When I yeah. was just like just just his overall aura and the type of like the alien that he is. Yeah, that's what it was. It was the mustache. It's the mustache. Thick Consuming guy, four arms, mm-hmm. I think. Was he holding in all those arms? <laughs> Secrets. He's, he's the only guy that scratches his butt on screen, and that is canon. <laughs> History of Star Wars. Yeah, Rio almost does. Yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, go over to Gizmodo, check out that excerpt, and make sure you get that pre-order in, because this book comes out two weeks from tomorrow, y'all. Brotherhood is coming. Um I, am, I, I just am saw Charles done. like panic. <laughs> I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> I can only there's wow. only one book on my radar at any moment in time, and it's still Queen's Hope for me right now because we got that round table what next week? Next week, yep. Queen's Hope comes up next week, uh, so we will be in full Queen's Hope mode when Brotherhood comes out. But be sure if you're not reading excerpts, that's fine. Just make sure you get that pre-order in because this is a book you're gonna want to read, especially if you're going to Celebration. I got a feeling I feel like people are gonna be chatting about this one, especially around yeah, the Delray sure. booth and the Utini party. So, get that in. Now, on the bad news of this, uh, if you were hoping to pre-order the out-of-print edition of Throne Ascendancy Lesser Evil, they've been doing the saga of that. I know, Throne Ascendancy Lesser Evil. Remember that book 18 (laughs) books ago? Um, Because of the supply chain, it got delayed. Uh, That version got delayed until tomorrow, the 26th, when it was supposed to go on sale. However, today, a bunch of us got an email, and our very own Jacob alerted me to this. Thanks, man. That that sale date has now been pushed to May 10th, which, yes, is Brotherhood release day. So as you're getting Brotherhood, make sure you are the on the out-of-print website at 10 a.m. Eastern to pre-order this My Chemical Thrawn Mance cover <laughs> of Ascendancy <laughs> <laughs> Book 3, oh, uh, especially oh. if you have the other two. These he are, looks I mean, like they're, he is leading the Black Parade. It 100%. absolutely does. I'm very excited for it. Uh, if you own the other two, you definitely obviously want to get this third one. Uh, but just as a heads up for everyone, that has been delayed. So set your calendars and make sure you're not in a business meeting at 10 a.m. Eastern on April. All right. If you want any other books, though, as I said earlier, go to utd.com to our release calendar. Get that Brotherhood pre-order in. You know what? Get that Shadow of the Sith and Padawan pre-orders in as well. Those are coming on June 28th and July 26th, respectively. You got plenty of stuff to read. All right, so tonight is is a bit of an interesting show. Uh, it, it popped up a little organically as, as you know, every week we talk about all the books we read. We love these books. We love doing the roundtables. Obviously, we do a whole podcast, now 160 episodes about Star Wars books, which is kind of insane to think about. But sometimes I think it really can be difficult to get in the habit of reading again. I think that a lot of us came from different places before we started this show. So tonight, we're just going to have a conversation about kind of our histories with reading before The Living Force, about ups and downs we've had, about little tactics that we've used, both A, to keep on schedule, but even more importantly, to keep reading fun. Because if this thing wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. Straight up. Like, we love all y'all. We love being here every week. But if we didn't like reading these books, we wouldn't read them. Uh, (laughs) You know, just kind of straight up. So guys, I I guess I want to start there. Let's go pre-Utini. Let's go pre-Living Force- like, what are what are your histories with reading, Charles? I'm gonna start with you. We'll be a little we'll be a little panely here. What's your history with reading? I mean, have you been re- were you a reader as a kid? Did you take a long break in your reading life? Like, 
I what was is, taught to read history? as a very young boy. Um, <laughs> Good. No, I I always loved to read. I've actually always been a reader. Uh, I I never had challenges with uh, you know reading assignments and that kind of stuff because I I would use my free time to read. Um, I always kind of tended to move towards the like fantasy kind of stories, even even when I was young. Um, I think most people when they're young, they have the imagination to really find those stories really gripping. And as you kind of move into adulthood, you lose a little bit of that imagination. But those of us that are still reading these type of stories, I like to think we retain a little bit of that. And that's, that's kind of how we still enjoy those stories to this day. And um, I don't know, maybe we, we get some lessons that we otherwise wouldn't get. But all that to say, yes, I'm a reader. I'm a big reader. I have been for a long time. I went through phases, though, specifically with Star Wars. Like when I was really young, I read a lot of the books. Um, I went through the typical phase where I became too cool for it. And then I picked it back up in, uh, it was in high school. And kind of from there, never really looked back. But I will say that Utini and the Disney acquisition did kind of revamp me a little bit and make me say, okay, I'm going to read everything. Because... Mm -hmm. When I walked back into things in high school, there was 20 years of legends, you know, and, it, and it, it didn't feel likely that I would ever get through that whole catalog. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you, actually. I, I want to I'm going to jump on just because I feel like we're pretty similar. I was a huge reader as a kid as well. All my free time in school, like finish homework. I put a book, always had a book with me. Also fantasy, a huge King Arthur fan as a kid. That was like my realm. Dragons, give it to me. Um huge like harry potter like all all the stuff and then when i got to college i actually had a huge stopgap in reading for pleasure i just i don't know whether it was the assigned reading and in, in, that got to me or i started you know doing more theater i just didn't have time but i just stopped reading and what got me back into it oddly was comics i read a lot of comics um not star wars comics just like marvel dc image in, in college i had a weekly poll list and i just read comics 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 and that's how I got a little bit back into the rhythm of reading words on the page, actually. Because I just, for whatever it was, I think college also, because of the social stuff, I didn't want to just sit solitarily and read a book. I could do a comic book because it was 30 pages and then art and great. And then I could go off with my friends. But I didn't want to just spend hours in a solitary environment because I was at college and I was having fun and I was doing theater and blah. And then... Utini really did get me back into the reading rhythm because having the, like you said, Charles, the, the desire to keep up with stuff, that kind of made that social. And we're going to talk about that a little later as a thing that can kind of break um, reading breaks or, or reading uh, deserts, I guess, if you will. But yeah, it was weird tapping into that again because as a kid, there's a picture my mom has of me sitting on a basketball in my driveway because I had the basketball hoop reading a book because I loved basketball but I was like I was shooting hoops shooting hoops got tired and then I put out a book and I was like man I I just didn't do that for so many years and I missed it and it's so nice to be back into that yeah. that realm of like that, that Eric, imagination like you're saying that will warp the basketball never sit on the basketball <laughs> oh Wes my my skills warped that basketball far more than my butt <laughs> it did not I did not do all that uh yeah, well, well, Wes, Mr. Knowledgeable Basketball Man, did you, what was your reading history? Oh, so we, we want to go back all the way to Dr. Seuss when I, my favorite was Absolutely. Are You My Mother? That was my favorite. That's right. We're going back um, to high school. I like Green Moving on to personally, but, you know, 
to, <laughs> to elementary school, and Go I bought the, uh, anyway. the large version of the Stinky Cheese Man. Did you remember that book? Oh my that god! Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But my first, like my first, like big interest in reading were the Goosebump books. Oh, so when yeah. the Goosebump books come out, we would we basically all my friends we would collect them, we would read them, we would trade them back and forth. I specifically remember one goosebump book that i had read it took me two nights to read and i was like i was thrilled and people thought i was crazy like my friends were like oh my god you finished that in two days it was like 150 pages it wasn't that long but um that was kind of my first interest into into reading and especially into like a sequence of books um but i mean after that i i did not read a lot and and it was it it was worsened in high school when um, like in my English classes, we had to read Crime and Punishment and oh, a lot of God. Shakespeare stuff. And I mean, it just killed my interest for reading. Mm-hmm. So um, the one thing that, that really that brought me out of that funk was a lot of nonfiction stuff. Uh, Corey, that you probably attest to. I started reading a lot of uh, nonfiction military books. Um, I got into my first one was... Um, was Black Hawk Down, and nice. then after reading Black Hawk Down, um, <clears throat> it's a great book, by the way. What? Yeah, it is a it is a fantastic book, and I got there's a lot of military books right after uh, after that, and I just kept reading one after the other after the other, um, and then I just I uh, recognized at a friend's house that he had two or three Star Wars books under his bed, and I say, hey, what the hell are these? And then, you know, story told, I am haven't read a single book since. Maybe one or two that weren't Star Wars books, but it's been like, I don't know. Now I have like 40 under my belt that have uh, nice. taken over my life. So Yeah, and, and I love that too because the, the military thing and the Star Wars thing I think are so linked because as children, I feel like, more of us teenagers maybe, you're so often told that you can't just read all books about one thing. Like those aren't, yeah. you've got to read a bunch of other kinds of books, which can be helpful as we'll talk about in a second. But like if you only read military books if you only read star wars books like you're reading books who cares like i think that's a really harsh thing our society says can we take a second to uh shout out scholastic book fairs back because (laughs) i think that was everyone's favorite day or favorite week or whatever it was when the scholastic book fair came uh oh my goodness good times yeah dude i got captain underpants like three volumes of that thing it's amazing (laughs) yeah we we spent all of our lunch money on the Far Side comic books. Yes, like yeah. just we thought those were the greatest things ever. Yeah, <laughs> they were, man. That was I, a, I mean, great marketing thing for to get kids into reading. Seriously, yeah, and event, they made a, a bunch of money off of parents. Like, I mean, yeah. uh, like eventizing reading, socializing reading. Like these are all tactics that I love. Uh, now, Corey, when did you start reading about World War II? Were you six or seven? <laughs> six, actually. Uh, my, uh, my re- you guys are going to think this is interesting because looking back on my reading journey, it was it's kind of shaped by a couple different things. Um, first, you won't really be surprised by this at all, but my, uh, my early reading journey was kind of like ruined by my personality <laughs> in that I min max everything in my life. And apparently, looking back, I was doing this as a kid. Uh, because we had AR reading as a kid. You guys have that? Is that a national AR. thing? Yeah, I did. Remember that? Dude, I took all the Lord of the Rings AR tests after seeing yeah. the movies and got my reading done for the year. Yeah, right. Exactly. So you had to read these books yes. and get points for them. And then like the pers- yep. people that had like the most score at the end of the year, you know, they would get big prizes and stuff. And I, I figured out how to game that system when I was in like first or second grade because, yep. uh, you know, they my school didn't in- – 
implement like the policy where you couldn't read like below a certain level for a long time. And I think I'm probably largely why they, they changed that when I was like first grade is we would just check out the super, I would me and my friends, we would check out the low level books, skim the crap out of them really fast in like 30 seconds, like to two minutes, then take the test and get like an 80% and then repeat, repeat, repeat just to get the points. Right. So we didn't, um, I didn't read for pleasure. I didn't know you could read for pleasure. I thought you read for points, right? For assignments, yeah. To assignments to win something. And like I think uh like I remember my my parents like like I was probably in third or fourth grade and they were like trying to force me to read and they they gave me a Hardy Boys book and they were like you're going to be grounded if you don't finish this book, which is, you know, kind of traumatizing to be honest. So yeah. like like I was like I hated it. It was a punishment that I had to read and I wasn't <laughs> interested in that at all. And uh I think I was in the I want to say the sixth grade, and I picked up the first book that I ever uh, uh, that I ever dived into that I could that I could travel to that place in my mind and find yeah. a joy in reading was Redwall. It was the Redwall series. Oh, by yes, Corey, dude. Corey, I met Brian Jakes. No way. Yes, before he died. So I. I Redwall was I have every book at my parents' house. Holy I shit! I'm Redwall. like freaking out right now. Dude, Is that real? We were, so we were on vacation and. Uh, before this had happened, I read Martin the Warrior, and I did a book report. And one of the things you could do for book reports is make a newspaper. So I made this, like, newspaper and publisher that was, like, a newspaper of Martin the Warrior. And I was like, this is so cool. My mom kept it, hid it in the car, and secretly drove us to a bookstore in Ohio where Brian Jakes was doing a book signing and wow. gave him my Martin the Warrior newspaper. She also brought my copies, like, Marl Fox <laughs> and one of the other ones. And so I got them signed by him, met him. And he was the sweetest, nicest. Uh, I mean, re- he died a couple years back. Recipes, Brian Jakes. But like, he was so kind and fun. And my mom surprised me by meeting him because those those books consumed me because they were fun, sweet, and some of the most violent things I've ever yeah. read in my entire life. Yeah, if you're if we're dating yes, ourselves, Wall. we're dating ourselves a little bit with this. <laughs> but the, the Redwall series, it's kind of like a it's like a fantasy oh. type series where there's like this there's this one castle that stands through the test of time and every single new Every Red new book, Abbey. it's like a new era of this castle. So it's entirely new, ca- entirely new characters. But there's Man. one. It's like the location is the abbey. Is like mm-hmm. the place that is. It's it's in every single book, and it's it's like a new new people there. And there's a sword, and someone always has oh. to take up the sword to defend the abbey. And it's yep. such a. It's like. And I remember that. That was the first book I ever read. And I was like, holy crap, I like to read. And it made you feel really accomplished, too, when you read one. Because they were big books, right? I mean, they were like oh, long 500-page yeah. books. Like, I you grabbed know. Salomon Dastrin off the shelf at the library because <laughs> it had a badger on it. First one I read is book five. I was I, I pulled the Corey. I just pulled the cover. And, yeah, and you can and do I'm like, that. Right. Badger. And I was like, too. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was wow, like and that, that, that like that like really took me off in my reading my reading experience and I, I learned what imagination was. I learned that I had nothing to do with points after that and like I kinda oh, started wow. getting back into the Star Wars books like a little bit later than that. Um, and you guys have heard that story a thousand times. I picked up the ninth book in a nine book series and read that first, but still it hooked me. And I kind of read those traditionally on vacations. Um, you know, when I was saying earlier that my, my, uh, my, my community and the people I was around kind of shaped my reading experience. I'm looking back. I really didn't have access to a lot of, a lot of books, to be honest. We had a very small library and you guys know, I went to a really small public school in Georgia, the smallest one. Actually, I graduated 12 people, went to public school. It's crazy. Um, we had a very small library and, uh, we had books and, in entertainment in, in, in novels and stuff, but th- there wasn't a huge selection by any stretch of the mind. 
Um, you know, and, uh, like, so I didn't really have, I didn't have access to any Star Wars books, honestly. Like the only time I ever got Star Wars books is we would go on vacation and sometimes we would go to like a Barnes and Noble or something before. And I would buy like four or five, like a huge stack. Yeah. Cause that was all I would get for like the whole year. Right. And, uh, when I got to, uh, when I went to, when I went to, I kept doing that kind of through high school when I got to college. Um, I still didn't know that libraries would have Star Wars books. This is probably part of the reason that I did this. But I, I learned how to be a computer nerd sometime in that in that that span, and I I found somebody like leaked all the books like that were in existence at the time on the internet, and I learned how to do that. And you know, don't do that. Don't tour at books. But I didn't know that this is all. You, I didn't know that you could just buy them everywhere. It was stupid. It's stupid to be a college kid now. Look back and know that. Um, but I had a I had a really old Kindle, and I had a whole bunch of Star Wars books on it, and I just blew through like like fifty percent of Legends in like two years because of that. Um, so, you know, I mean, access to books is crazy and it seems like nuts to, to be in 2000 and God, what was that? 2012 or something like that and mm-hmm. not have access to books, but it's true. I didn't have Star Wars books. I didn't know you could just buy them. We didn't have, I, I seriously, we did not get DSL like, like fast internet until I was like a senior in high school in our community. I mean, it was crazy. So like Amazon wasn't a thing until after I went to college. Yeah. So Dude, Kindle what? was huge. <laughs> I, I just want to throw this out there actually, because, uh, there's definitely stigma to like reading certain books in public, right? And when That's I had true. a Kindle, yeah. I yes. loaded that thing up with Star Wars books, and I would, I would read anywhere because no one knows what I'm reading. Because I do remember I had a very traumatic experience reading one of my favorite books ever, sitting in class, um, and it's Captain Blood, his Odyssey, and uh, and it's like a pirate book. It's like an old swashbuckling yeah. pirate book. And I was yeah. reading it before class, and some girl I don't remember who it was walked in in front of me, was sitting in front of me, and like looked at what book I was reading and laughed. And I was like, ah, never again. Never <laughs> again. And so Kindle, sorry, so Kindle came out, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna read everything on Kindle now. Uh, I didn't change what I read. I just changed how I how I read. Well, I think girls. I love. I was just going to say, I think, ahead, I think to transition a little bit, I think, I think a lot of people that, that are in our community, especially that read Star Wars books, have similar backgrounds and stories to that, though, Charles. Because, like, there yeah. is, like, it's now cool to like Star Wars, seriously. Like, nowadays, it's yeah. cool to like Star Wars. Like, I see, I see teenagers and middle school kids with, with Star Wars shirts on all the time. And, like, mm-hmm. like, it's cool to like Star Wars now. It was not cool to like Star Wars when we were kids. Like, Ew. Like at least in that that you know that in that shapeable age of like yeah. you know seventh through tenth grade or whatever, right? Like it was not yeah. cool yeah. to like Star Wars then, and a lot of people share that that sort of feeling like you had to hide that experience to some degree, which is traumatizing. And we are lucky that we were able to somehow keep that love of reading because a lot right. of people lost it. They lost it like during that period of. And they never kind of were able to to go back. It was always work. It was always just for the points. It was always just to pass the assignment and that sort of thing. So, you know, I feel very lucky that we, I sort of stumbled back into a Star Wars community because I wasn't, when I started Utini, I don't know if you guys even know this. When I started Utini, I'd only kind of just barely gotten really back into reading Star Wars books after like a five-year gap or something like that. So, like, um you know, I be, yeah. be, starting Utini is what made me start reading Star Wars books all the time again, and now I'm like totally caught up. So, you know, it, the community makes it. And if you were bullied into not liking Star Wars books as a kid or something, then maybe you never read another one. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I find that interesting because there's so many reasons as a kid not to read, right? I mean, I think we, we all kind of hit that point of whether you're, if you're forced to read, 
you don't want to do it, which is tough because obviously teachers, they're like, listen, we, we need to give them space to read like 10 minutes at the beginning of English class to read. And some kids thrive on that. Some kids really rebel against it. And then you have other things you're doing. You get made fun of like Charles. But I think that the thing that we don't talk about a lot is as adults, there are also quite a few hindrances to reading just as, as a whole, as a hobby. And I, I want us to address that just for a bit, because I think as adults, we are, we all assume that once you're out of, out of school, you're working a job, you're like, right, my life is my own. I should be able to do all these things I want. And I find that to read as a habit can be difficult as an adult working a job. Even if you don't have kids, if you feel like you don't have that much stuff on your plate, it can still be hard. And for me, I've gone through phases where it's difficult for me to read if I, if I don't like have a deadline, right? Because those deadlines for me personally really help me. Like those, I got to review the books. I got to write the reviews for Utini. It really helps me to keep on track. But if I'm just reading for fun, other than that, it's hard for me purely because I feel I have so much more media to consume in my life. I love movies, TV shows. I love video games. I love all these things. And I feel like if I'm just sitting down and reading, my mind is like, what about that game you're playing? What about that show? Did you catch up on the episode? Do you want to go see a movie? And it's hard to like, like you said, Charles earlier, go into that world because I worked 40 hours this week. And then I made dinners, and I did things, and I have shorter amounts of time than I did when I was seven. And now I'm like, well, I should be playing a game. I should be doing something else. And I think that more so than anything, the desire to do, like, other fun things really doesn't allow me to read as easy as I used to. And I find yeah. that an odd an odd hindrance yeah. for myself. Yeah, I think uh... – the mediums in which we now have available to us to read has really changed the game a lot in regards to that because like I, I I sort of, you know, we've talked about this before that like I have a really toxic trait of measuring my self-worth and my productivity. Right. So it's very, very hard for me to like, you know, I got home at five o'clock today, you know, I'm going to eat some dinner and then I'm going to sit on the sofa and read for an hour that it, I've, I don't know that I've ever done that in my life. Like seriously, yeah. like the only times I can make myself read is if I go to, if I go to bed early and I can, you know, lay in bed and read for an hour or two before I go to sleep. That's it. That's the only time I've ever yeah. been able to make myself read in my life. So, you know, when I discover audible and audiobooks, like suddenly that 24 minute commute that I have every morning is like filled with one, a really fun story. And it also it allows me to, plow through books holy smokes you don't even realize how quick you go through books when if you have a 20 minute or more commute you will seriously fly through audiobooks it's ridiculous how fast you go through them honestly i mean, wes you told us you finished queen's hope in like i got a week or something like that and i'm like that's crazy yep. i finished it in in probably like five or six days but the thing is Corey. My, when I listen to audiobooks, I don't listen to that two times the speed like you do. I don't, I don't understand you can take you know, all that I in. Actually, I don't agree. do that. Actually, Wes, I, like everybody oh, yeah. assumes, everybody assumes that I listen to audiobooks at two times speed because we've joked about that before. I actually listen at normal speed on audiobooks one times. Oh. That's how I listen to audiobooks. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Do it faster than you. I listen to it at one point one times the speed. Oh, there you go. But, uh, <laughs> well, well, slow down, speedy. Um, <laughs> you have a thirty-minute commute, and I have probably like an hour and ten minutes yeah, each enough. way. Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have a, I can knock it out a little easier than you can, I guess, and it helps me remember. Yeah, well, and I think it's also interesting that we have grown up, the four of us, in, in various phases of like seeing media kind of take over the world in a way. I mean, it sounds it's a little hyperbolic, but it's also kind of true. 
Like yeah. when we were kids, getting home and you either had cartoons or if my parents were watching the TV, great, I'll go read my book. Like I didn't have a console, I didn't have social media, I couldn't look yeah. on TikTok. The internet was dial up. Like there was that moment mm-hmm. of reading was an absolutely valid thing to do. And I personally lived far away from a lot of my friends. So I wasn't going to do things. And I think that's Mm -hmm. another hindrance that a lot of folks have in our community and a lot of communities. Reading is very solitary. And if you're living with someone at home, like whether it be a spouse, whether it be a roommate, whether whatever it may be, that is essentially giving a message of like, I'm going to be by myself for a while. You cannot hear what I'm doing. You cannot comment on what I'm doing. And if you try to talk to me, you will break my focus, which is like rude. And I think that's also a kind of a hard thing <laughs> to do to people. You know what I mean? Like when you're on the bus or a public transit, it's easy to like say, shut up. I'm reading a book. Don't look at me. Yeah, right. But do you guys find Air- it odd if you're in a AirPods public space with people you too. love? Yeah, they do. But like, is it hard? Is that part I cannot of the reason read on the- hard? It's part of the reason that it's hard to read on the bus is it I'll throw up. Like, on the <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. I can't do it. Texas cannot bus is read. Like wild. I can't read in the car <laughs> right. can't read in the car either. Yeah, I mean, I, Kaylin and I, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a spouse who also really enjoys reading. And she, you know, she classically listens to those awful, sick killer books like you see on TikTok where they're like, you cut off all their body parts and put it in a bathtub. Her nose like, was <laughs> cut off. Their ears were cut off. And she's like, just like making dinner, like, ah! <laughs> exactly. That, 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 I love that that TikTok trend of like the you know the books that your wife is listening to when she's putting on her makeup in the morning, and it's like her body was chopped up and put into a blender, and yeah. she's just you know putting her makeup on. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin listens to that shit all the time and uh, like reads those books and stuff. So you know, I I am fortunate that I have a, a, a you know a partner that really loves to read and enjoys reading. So. You know, it's very easy for us to be like, hey, I'm going to read a book for a little while. Leave me the hell alone, right? And it's fine. And, mm-hmm. like, that's 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 entertainment. So it's, like, it's it's the same in our relationship as me saying, hey, I'm going to go play video games with my friends. Like, or yeah. you know, she says I'm going to watch a movie with my friend or something like that. You know what I mean? So um, it's nice. But if you're, in, if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't love to read or you're in a house with your parents and, and nobody else in the house reads, or, like, you're the nerd, right, of the family because mm-hmm. we were that at one point, right? Like, right. you're the nerd in the family that, you know, wants to do this thing that nobody else is doing it's hard it's hard and it's hard for kids to grow up like that too because you know if you're if you're shaped by that your whole life then you know um that will certainly shape the way you feel about reading in the future I and mean, we talk about that with patients yeah. all the time that's a that's a key character that's a key thing you're supposed to discuss with parents during well child visits is you know you should be reading to your newborns even well before they're able to read. You should be reading to them. You should, tr- you should really get into the habit of, of reading to your children at a young age. It's crucial for language development. It's crucial for speech pattern development. It's crucial for vocabulary. Like it's an incredibly, incredibly important part of growing up that like, I feel like we have sort of rejected or neglected as a society to some degree. Like we have built, our entire reading experience all around points and you have to do this to get grades. And we, we've not, yep. you know, we're only just now, it seems like starting to come around to the idea that reading is supposed to be something that we do for entertainment and not just for, mm-hmm. not just for, you know, passing a grade, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think the, the, in the acceptance of different kinds of reading too, as being valid. Um, I mean, like you talk about us making, getting made fun of reading Star Wars books or pirate books, whatever it may be. Like, I think teachers also are getting better at that about realizing that you can count like, like kids that read a lot of manga, for example, like I know there were kids I knew in high school that read like 
like without hyperbole, hundreds of volumes of manga, which is yeah, story seriously. and story and story and art and art and art. And that is now being way more widely accepted as like, no, you're you're getting story in your in your in your mind. You're reading, you're you're no. you're seeing Nothing the world, is, but no, it's still no valid. format is like less than any other thing. That's why that's why it's really interesting and fun to see excuse me, to see uh, you know, teachers that bring unique books into the classroom that it's not just the same stuff that we all did in in english you know british lit in in high school right like (laughs) it's not just shakespeare it's not just those types of things like they're bringing interesting things into the classroom and that's also why it's really discouraging and hurtful when you see things like it's all these politicized events where they burn books and they ban books and all this awful stuff. They ban discussion of, of any sort of like, you know, gender stuff in books in, in classrooms. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so discouraging is because like those things are supposed to shape you. That's what should shape society. And it's not a bad thing that we have ideas written in books. You can't, you can't eradicate that type of stuff. Right. And whenever society has historically tried to do that, it never, it never works well. Right. It never works for shaping the culture in the way that they want to shape it. Yeah, and those stories can open such great doors. And I think that as we're older, we sometimes forget the power of books as we get out of that habit. So I now want to get to the, to the kind of uplifting part now of how can we get back in these habits. So, so Charles, I want to start with you here. We, we've listed a few in our outline here, but also I just kind of want to open it up. If anyone is dealing with these hindrances we're talking about or the ones that you may have gone through in your life, what are some ways – what is what are one of the ways they can try to either like snap back into reading or what's one that really helped you get back into like reading is enjoyable and also I can do it a lot more than I thought. Yeah, well I think the main thing is Utini itself, is like the community itself and and for me personally it is it has to be the round tables, right? Because there is this this accountability. There's a date that I have to have something done and I have to have really thought about it and all of this stuff. And I think you could make that argument for really anything you're trying to get into. Obviously we're talking about how do we, how do we stay consistent with reading here, but you could talk to it about, you know, cooking meals for yourself instead of eating out or, or working out or any habit you're trying to form. Accountability is like the key, at least early on. Like at this point, I would say that even if we woke up tomorrow, Utini ceased to exist, I would continue reading these books and it's because I formed that habit thanks to this community but if uh if I didn't have that then I probably would have fallen off already so I I think it is identifying people that you might share this thing in common with and trying to add like fellowship like that aspect of community companionship to the thing itself um because that's really what all these stories aim to do in the end right like they they want to bring people together there they want it to be a shared experience and so that's that's kind of how i approach it but i think if utini does that for you that's awesome and if you're someone who tunes in to all the round tables like bless you um (laughs) it, it is meant so much to me for my journey and i hope that it's meant that for other people out there as well but it doesn't have to be utini it can be anything it can be your brother, your sister, your cousin. It can be yeah. someone on a forum that you've never met that you just type messages to each other online. Uh, it can be anything, but it's just that community. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one thing Something I've learned like from, this, from the internet that for all the horrible things that social media has done to the world, if you love a thing, especially a book, someone else does too and they want to talk about it. No matter what yeah, it is, 
And, and, and we're talking about things like book Twitter, booktube, book talk, mm-hmm. like Goodreads groups. Like there's having someone, it's, it's what we wanted as kids, right? How'd you make a friend? You saw them playing a thing you liked to play and went up and said, hey, we're friends now. And reading a book. Oh, you read that book? That's how the four of us met. You like? Yeah, oh, you right. like this book? I like this book. And now we're like best friends for years. Yeah. And I think that if you are looking for that, even outside of Star Wars, <clears throat> that exists. We have a whole channel in our Discord that is just books, which is non-Star Wars books. That's just like, hey, friends, what else are you reading? I would like to share what I'm reading in just that little bit of rec- like recognition. If you don't have someone in your in your physical life that will see you reading and be like, hey, that looks great. Find that community, and that will that will make you want to read more, because then you get to That's share true. more, and it's it's a fun it's a fun feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like, uh, and I'm pretty sure I'll feel the same way. Is finishing a book is feels much more satisfying than say like finishing a TV show. Yeah, yeah, it's finishing true. like old school West coming through right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And then there's there's just like that other community is like I don't I'm not trying to be snobbish about like things like oh I read the book I didn't watch the movie kind of thing <laughs> but uh, but like there's there's fewer people who can be able to finish books and you can find that community um, that have actually read a book as, as then watch a TV show so you have you probably have more in common with that one person yeah. um, than like a whole group of people there, that have seen there's a TV so much show. more yeah. nuance to a a book mm-hmm. version of a story typically because it's not, there's yeah. no pre-made like, Oh, it, this has to fit into a 22 minute episode of something yeah, exactly. or a two hour movie. It's like, right. no, 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 the story is what the story is. And there mm. are a thousand page books out there. Like it's just, it is what yeah, it you is. You just take the time. Exactly. You don't, you don't, you don't really hear what the critics think versus the audience score. Like it's not like a yeah. movie, right? Like you don't go yeah. into it with a lot of these preconceived expectations. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, I think there is something a little more like, intimate about reading a book i mean it takes a lot more commitment because just the time you know the hours you're going to put into reading a, a long-form novel versus you know watching a right. movie or something like that like it requires a little more effort like it requires a little more thinking like you you have to look for the thing that you're supposed to get out of it it's not like it's not like let me watch this episode of the tv show and then go see what the internet thinks about it and now i'm going to form my opinion it's not like that right i mean it's yeah. it's mm-hmm. you have to you have to you, there is a, you go through your own journey through the book yourself, regardless right. what anybody else thinks. And I feel like that, that experience is somewhat missing from, from video entertainment to some degree. Yeah, and I think that's what we try to bring with the roundtables too, is that w- when, when we come to that first episode, the four of us, as well as all of you that listen and watch, everyone has their own thought because we all read it separately. And then you come on, and it becomes the group idea as time goes on slowly, which is such a unique experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I and I love that social aspect of it. But but Corey, I want you I want you to hit on something you talked about earlier because you really talked about how it's hard for you to find the time where you feel like you're not wasting time reading, so you switch to audiobooks. How yeah. how important is just just switching medium of storytelling? Something that I think our generation especially can really key into. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um... You know, I think uh, I think switching as a even stepping back from just medium switching in general is is very good for your 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 reading habits. Like if you, you know, I've uh, in the last last six months, the last year or so, I've really kind of dived into the, the, the like the productivity space to some degree, and like not not just like 
not just like getting shit done efficiently. It's not really what it's about. It's really more about like purpose and life and making the most of the time you have and that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, the culture of reading is very much ingrained in that genre of, of books mm-hmm. and movie and videos and that sort of thing. And uh, so, you know, I, I've kind of been like diving into a lot of like how to read more efficiently, how to read better, how to choose things you like and that sort of thing. And I've kind of come around to a lot of different ideas um, in regards to, to reading that have really resonated with me and switching mediums is incredibly important. We kind of harped on that a little earlier. Why, you know, if you have never done an audio book, then try a couple commit to one, one good one, pick a, pick a good book like Darth Plagueis, which is a 10 out of 10 amazing experience and listen to that and, and yeah. see if you like it, like try a different medium right? Try a different genre, try comics. If you've never read comics and you've only ever read novels, you know, comics don't have to have a connotation with them. It doesn't matter if you're a 50 year old dude, you can read comics like whatever. It's fine. Why, why, why is going to an art museum? Okay. And reading a comic book is juvenile. Cause it's all art. art. I know it's the same thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it's try different, uh, try different mediums. If you find that all you ever read is star Wars books, then try a different genre, right? Like read a world war two book, like read a, read a fantasy novel. I read, I read a fellowship of the ring last month for the first time ever. So like try some different genres. And, you know, I think the, the thing I, I want to harp on the most here is I think it's incredibly important that we, I literally just learned this in the last six months and uh, it has like changed my life in regards to reading um, cause I read a lot of like self-help and business and finance books and stuff like that. And like, like an idea I stumbled across seems so stupidly obvious, but I had never reflected on it is, uh, it is okay to not finish books. Like, Oh my God, all. same like, this year, this year, first time. Yes. I literally stumbled on this this year. It's like, like, I don't know that nobody's ever really just given me permission to, but like the point of reading is not to read a book from start to finish. The point of reading is to get something out of the book, right? So like, you know, yeah. if you if you pop open a self-help book and you think that only three of the 10 sections apply to you, then read those three sections and then you can say that you've read the book. You don't have to you don't have to like read every single page and reflect on every single page to say that I have read this book, right? Like and like yeah. also who cares if you say if I have read this book? Like what are we what are we rating it? Like I mean, yes, you can track the number of books you read in a year on Goodreads, but like that's irrelevant. It's okay to it's okay to finish a book. So I mean, if you pick up Catalyst by James Luceno, which is a uh, kind of a hard to get through Star Wars book for a lot of people and you're not getting enjoyment out of it, then stop reading it and say that you didn't like it. You didn't want to finish it. That's fine. Like that's okay to do that. There you don't are have so to many books. Yes. There's literally you know? millions, bazillions of books. Like you don't yeah. have to read every single book from start to finish. It's totally okay to yeah. not being enjoying the experience, put the damn thing down and maybe come back to it later. Maybe never come back to it. Like, yeah, that's fine. And on that note of switching, I want to bring up something that I that I got here that has helped me um, in ruts too. And then and then Wes, I'm very interested in in your your processes because you you read so interesting. I love it a lot. But what I like about me trying to get out of Star Wars every once in a while, I love Star Wars books. I love them more than any other kind of books. But sometimes I do just want like a palate cleanser just to like I don't know. Let's see what else is out there. But I use a trick which here next to me is just buying books by star Wars authors. Cause I know I like how they write books and a lot yeah. of them, all every star Wars author that you know and love had to write another book first or something else in order to be found out by star Wars to write a star Wars book to audition essentially. So like anyone by Charles soul, 
Oh, I loved Light of the Jedi. I'm going to do that. Oh, I loved Phasma a lot. I went in reverse this way. I bought Delilah S. Dawson's novel, The Violence, because it's her newest book, and I relate to her old stuff. This Wanderers by Chuck Wendig is one of my favorite books of all time, because I loved Aftermath and the writing style, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that style would be fun in another way. So I think that if, for me personally, that has been, that is as well as, as, well as the thing I'm going to say, probably to end out the show, has been the easiest way for me to get out of writing or yeah. reading ruts is to be like, <clears throat> I'm not reading just a Star Wars book. I'm not reading just a, a non-Star Wars book. I'm kind of bridging the gap because I love the way this author speaks to me as a reader. What else can they do aside from the universe I love? What can I learn from them? Because I already know going in, I don't have to learn about another pro style. I don't have to learn if I like this style. They already taught me that. With yeah. my favorite universe, and I like sure. that little cheat. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites, for sure. But Wes, I would, uh, what do you do? I would what like to do? point out by uh, Indiana Trekker in the chat said yeah. that um, said his coworker says reading is healthy for your brain to get you to envision things unlike Ooh. TV. Um, I know I'm not the most articulate person in the world, but I can write a hell of an email, and that is because <laughs> yes, sir. I, yes, sir. I, I've started reading a lot of books, and then I'll come across words. I don't know what they are, but the context clues in, in between the sentence that I can figure out what the word is, and I can incorporate that into my mm-hmm. writing. Um, so just like just reading books alone can help you yeah. um, like form sentences, especially in, in like email or long form writing. Um, even in, in speaking with your friends and you'll actually have, you'll have some kind of, you'll have some kind of reference to go back on. That's true. Um, so that's one awesome thing in the chat. Yeah. Super um, yeah I so love that. F- that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So for me, um, I started out like re- when I just started back getting into Star Wars books, I would like Corey, I would couple hours before bed maybe an hour before bed i would start reading um i would try to knock out a chapter or two and then i would immediately fall asleep um and then i would try to find different ways to sit so i didn't fall asleep you know (laughs) maybe lay on my stomach and like feet up and but it didn't work um so then i I, I got into audiobooks i got into audiobooks and then and then i didn't know what to do with my hands so i'm listening to the audiobook and then i'm just like just listening (laughs) <laughs> but then I realized that much like everybody in the chat, I can do the dishes while I listen to audiobooks. Yeah, dish, dish and crew. Then, we love you. <laughs> and so because I order the books to support the authors uh, for the roundtables, I I got so into audiobooks that I kept ordering the audiobooks. And I said, well, I have the book. So let's see how this works. I think Maggie does this too. So I would listen to the audiobook and read it at the same time. So somebody is reading to me as I read along with the book and it's, I take in so much more information doing that mm. and I can replay it and I can find out where I've stopped. I can go back. I have actually, I can have, I can listen to the audiobook, have them go forward. I can go back and read the last two or three sentences if I didn't get it and still kind of hear if they're doing like a fight scene or something. I don't need to hear all the fight scene stuff, but if it's, they're talking about the force, then I'll go back and read a couple sentences back about the force. Like, Oh, now I get it. Wow. And then pick back up to where he's reading to me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really, so there's just <clears throat> Ooh, hybrid multiple reading. different things. Yes. I love calling it yeah. hybrid reading. Yeah. I, there's been, that's the one downside about the, the review copies because everything about it is awesome. I'm not even going to pretend I love getting review copies, love reading early. It's awesome. Thank you, Del Rey and Disney. Let's be real. But um, very rarely we also get audiobook access early. That's true. But most of the time mm-hmm. – so there's a couple times I've been able to do that. 
And it's it's very cool, but I go back and forth. So if I'm on a commute, I'll listen, and then I'll have the physical book in my bag, and I'll pick up, and I'll find where it left off, and then I'll read silently at a place. And, like, that switching it up and keeping it fun has been very fun for me as well. And I also want to say I think that if you are a person much like us, especially like Corey, who's like, your time is very valuable. You want to do a lot of good things. There is nothing wrong with going back to high school and literally scheduling reading time. Yeah. If you want to say, hey, I, I, I want mm-hmm. to read a book. There's no shame in being like, I don't know how to read as a habit. I don't know how to just read. I can't just get home and read a book. That's okay. Literally in your phone, say from, I don't know, maybe you get up early. Like people get up early, go to the gym. Get up early and exercise your mind. Be like, all right, from 8 to 8.30, I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb. I'm going to have a cup of coffee, and I'm just going to read a book. And, like, that is sometimes what it takes. For me, I literally have to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I do a lot of my notes for for books on, like, pen and paper because I don't want to look at my phone. I turn my lights a certain way. I put on, like, lo-fi music. Like, I really have to trick my brain into being relaxed sometimes to read because a lot of stuff's going on. And for us that have grown up now with video and distractions and notifications, that's okay to too. Like, acknowledge that you need to create a Zen garden of your own mind now and then in order to read a book. And if you do that for a month, six months, a year, you will literally train yourself to read again. And I think there's nothing wrong with that because I do think a lot of us just straight up forget how to read for pleasure. So I think all these things yeah. are ways that we can do that. And the, the certain mediums that you have, what is highest uh, like the, on your priority list, how you want to replace that with reading? So yeah. whether it be podcasts you're listening to, a TV show, um, TikTok you're just scrolling certain through, things that, anything that takes speaking, up time. Not myself <laughs> at all. Doing the laundry. Just don't do the laundry anymore. Yeah. And use that time that to close? read. <laughs> you're fine. You're listening to a <laughs> podcast just, right now. Let's put it that way. You could be reading yeah, every- a book. <laughs> yeah, Charles! Foot in my mouth. <laughs> what are you doing? We're still talking. You're wasting time right now. What are you doing? Read a book. I will say, though, one final thing I really like, and it kind of goes with a lot of the switching we've talked about. If you're finding yourself in a rut with Star Wars, you're finding yourself in a rut with whatever it may be, one, as Corey said, don't be afraid not to finish something. That's fine. Put it down. It's your time. It is okay, and most authors will tell you they don't mind if you don't finish their book. You bought their book. They got their money. Thank you. Moving on. But also, play around with fiction, nonfiction, Star Wars, non-Star Wars, authors you've never thought about before, or especially authors that are not like you. If, if you are a person that's like, oh, I've read a lot of dudes and I'm a dude, pick up some female or non-binary authors. Pick up some authors of color. Pick up some authors that write more poetic styles. Pick up... Something that is just not what you read in high school or what you're reading now, who knows? Maybe that'll jolt you into something you never knew you loved. There's, there's just so many books to not discover something you really, really love. And I think you wouldn't binge an entire Netflix show for, what, 8 to 10 hours if right. you didn't like it. Yeah. You know? I mean, just find anything that interests you. I got I got into books like I was in a I worked four months in San Francisco and had any friends out there. I was just working and coming home to an empty apartment. I would read autobiographies of professional wrestlers because that is what interests me. 
And before I had left, I had a suitcase of like 14 books from Barnes and Noble I went and grabbed. <laughs> they were all autobiographies oh, from professional wrestlers amazing. talking about the crap they went through backstage. It's just anything that interests you. There's a book yeah, about it. It's true. Yep. Could you imagine and you can if get we're, it at your library? <laughs> Go to your library. Use the free resources. You know? yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Libby, dude. Libby is thing. great. You can sign up for that stuff yes. online. Uh, Libby is a really cool app. People have uh, emailed us and, and said before that, like, we should talk about Libby more because, man, that would have changed my life as a kid. And I talk about not having access to books. Like, that yeah. would have changed my life, like, yeah. if Tell I had folks, digital what, what access. Is, what is Libby, if, if yeah. you've ever heard okay. of it? Yeah, Libby is a, uh, I mean, what is It's an online library, I guess. So it's connected to, like, the library systems, your local library systems, and like basically libraries nowadays have digital copies available of books and they have a certain, they have more copies of the digital version than they do like the regular version. So like five or six people can have the same book checked out and it'll deliver a copy to your Kindle or to like a, like a, like a, the Kindle app on your phone or the Libby app on your phone. I think you can read in that specifically there too. And it's free. I mean, it's, it's your library systems are, are, you know, locally supported and government supported, right? So you can do that for free and read books for free. So that's a really great resource. Sometimes uh, it is it is maybe a little unfortunately, but also fortunately, a little unfortunately, like people know about it now. So like sometimes it's pretty hard to get <laughs> get the book you really want, um, which is uh, which is hard. Uh, Emma in the chat just said that her local library doesn't participate in Libby, which makes me very sad. That may be true, but all you have to do is say that that's not your local library. Like you can... You yep. can you can basically choose what you can choose what library is your library in Libby and uh, it takes some you have to fiddle with the app the app is not amazing but you have to fiddle with the app a little bit to say that hey I'm in you know New York or something and and like yeah. it would give you a digital library card and stuff and then you can download from yeah. that library so and as JG says in the chat that does benefit authors like every author you follow on Twitter like I I love mm. the idea that like buying books directly helps authors it's how they make their living it's why we say you know don't be like gold Corey. make sure you're, you're, yeah, don't you're paying that. for books or using libraries libraries buy those books for the sole purpose of lending them like they are meant to be read the authors get paid for that i know especially a lot of the canadian authors have like a really good deal with the library system but the u.s it's the same way so there you go thanks wes that's libby right up on the on the screen here if you want to do that we don't we don't care how you read or how you consume this content we love the star wars universe we love these stories and however you're able to access these stories in a way that makes you love them more is great personally i don't enjoy reading digital books which is hilarious because all of our review copies are digital i appreciate getting them but if i can get a physical copy before review i know i enjoy it more because for me the tactile flipping of pages just does something to my brain if you're an audiophile if you're an audio person sometimes listening to a book on audio is a completely different experience. Find the experience you love. It's your life and your entertainment. Tailor it to you. It is your solitary time. And I think once you respect that and experiment a little bit, you can really find an amazing world of books. And it'll get you right back in, and you're going to love it. You can share with your friends. You can collect. You can be an idiot like me and put a bunch of copies of the same freaking book you've never cracked on your wall. You can do whatever you want to do. Because it's your life. And, fellas, on that note, as, as we kind of wrap up here, I just want to ask you, what is the point of reading to you? Oh, Jesus, that's kind of a heavy question, yeah, actually. It is. I mean, There's a lot of things it can do. But for you personally, what is the point of reading? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think to me, reading reading Star Wars, especially specifically, has always been a way to escape reality to to put in your mind a place that you can see yourself in and you can experience vicariously through the pages. Like that is what reading has always been for me. It's like, and it's not, it's not just entertainment. It's not, it's more than that. Like it is, uh, like I find myself that if if I I find myself reading books that I can see myself participating in, and maybe that's why I, I like world war two books so much is like, I'm fascinated by that, you know, you know, by what those people did, the way that they just left their homes that were younger than me. Now, maybe I re- resonate with it a little less now, right? But like, I don't know. You escape to that. You escape to that reality and are able to to set aside, not really to necessarily escape your life, but you you are able to remove yourself from the moment and just be present in the book, like in that in that moment. So that's what it is for me. It's always been that for me. Um, I typically don't read a, a lot of genres that don't allow me to do that. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's an escape for real. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's what I said er, a little bit earlier. I mean, it's that community, it's that taking in stories. It's, it's, um, it's learning, right? I think it's, I think it was George R. R. Martin actually that has a quote, uh, that says a reader lives a thousand lives. And I think that's true. I mean, mm. if you think about us that's, that's with incredible. all the stories we take wow. in throughout our lives, the experiences we've had through these books, even though it is vicarious, the point of views we're introduced to through these books that otherwise we never would have had. I, I think it really enriches our lives beyond probably any other form of media, including movies, including TV. That's my personal opinion, but that's, that's why we do it. Uh, is to to live a thousand lives. We, we'll never die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes. Charles wants to be immortal. Why do you read? <laughs> I want, I like to read mainly Star Wars books. So I Wes I know just about likes looking the at the pictures. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. and, and bonus points if it's a pop up book. Uh, there was one, but so. Yeah, just getting the backstory, especially with Star Wars books, the expanded universe stuff, um, and mainly so I can so I can shame my friends that think Star Wars is dumb, and I can and they when they want to talk to me about Star Wars, I'm like, no, 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 listen here, this is why Mara Jade is not in those books, or she's like, who is Mara Jade? Like, I'll tell you who Mara Jade is. <laughs> but it's like it's kind of like uh, what you're saying, Charles. It's knowledge. It's it's learning. Um, not just if you're reading Star Wars books, you're reading everything. You're more knowledgeable after reading a book. You have better um, point of view from somebody, such as the author. If you read multiple books on the same um, the same concept, then you get multiple points of view. It makes you more well uh, more well read. It makes you more well rounded as a person. Um, so you can find you know different aspects within society, within your neighborhood, within with your friends. So not just looking at one you know one being tunnel visioned with one concept, you can look at it from different views and that's by picking up books and by reading other people's styles. So you can, um, put yourself in a, in, in a better in a part, part of life. Dang. I guess I'm going last on these. Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't, those are all, it, it, those are all truly spectacular. And I think I'm, I'm going to just say for me, the purpose of reading is just to enjoy the process of, getting a story i think that i i remember where i am when very intense pieces of media occur in my life like media is very important to me 
all of it, like movies, TV shows, music, reading. Like, I remember where I was when I saw Endgame for the first time, and that moment happens. I remember where I was when I finished Light of the Jedi. Like, I, I read because these moments and the way that really good writers describe them and the really good quotes that, that you know, it passes the Corey mm, test. Like, having those moments is so special. And I think with Star Wars, for some reason, there's just something about the way that universe attributes itself to books i and, and i i think hot take for a star wars book podcast like i think <laughs> that star wars does that better than any other ip i've read books from i i've read books in other ips and i think that star wars just for whatever reason it just works on the page so well and these characters are characters of literature they're characters of epic and i think that when you're reading a good book Everything else just kind of shuts off, whether your life is good or not. You don't have to just be running away. It could just be a time to go away for a while. And I think that that experience is intimate and wonderful and is always welcoming. And, you know, I'm never going to get tired of it. I may find difficulty finding time to do it. But you know what? The other day I said, you know what? I'm forcing myself to go to a coffee shop on a Saturday morning and read a book for an hour. And I literally made myself leave my space. And I did it. And it was one of the most perfect ways to start my day. Nice. Because I was by myself in a crowd in the, in a book. And I think that feeling will never go away. What coffee did you order? Uh, it's a caramel <laughs> latte. And it was $7. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Somewhere. Work? Books are somehow. expensive, guys. Yeah. Dave uh... Ramsey just had a small stroke, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Could I afford it? No. Did I love it? Absolutely. Um, but on that note, folks, we are going to be back next week, as Charles said, with our first episode of our Queen's Hope Roundtable. Again, one of the reasons that keeps us coming back. I love Love these episodes. Uh, no matter what direction the conversation goes, I love chatting about books I've read with my friends. And I hope y'all come and hang out with us next week. And if you're listening to us, I hope that we're first in your podcast feed when it pops up on Thursday or Friday. Cannot wait to discuss more. Um, but as of right now, if you're done with this podcast and it's early enough in the night, go read. Go read for a while. Go 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 crack a book. Read a chapter. Read a couple pages. Trust me. It'll, it'll feel pretty cool. And on that note, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you already support us on Patreon, thank you so much for all that support, especially all of our new patrons. We hope you're enjoying all the content we had over there at patreon.com slash utini. A special thank you goes out to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Earl Q, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Corey M. Helton. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss West. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for potting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for hanging out and sharing your love of reading with us. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.